0: and welcome to our podcast this is girls cloud connect and we are Victoria and Aiden your hosts and the girls marketing specialists
1: How's it going, everybody? This is the first in our new series and new format, actually. We'll be exploring the ins and outs of everything related to industry, business, science, and culture. We'll take some deep dives into history. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. If you've been here before, if you've seen us before, thank you so much for coming back. If you're new to the channel, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Consider subscribing uh, if you like our content. Um, So for the first of our video sessions and series Mm -hmm. in the month, we'll be exploring very specific industry and uh, one that I think we all have some oh, experience in so. at least I hope uh and I think you all have some experience in it as well and that is professional services
0: the professional services so before gurus <laughs> Did you have any experience in professional services before working here?
1: Um, personally, no. I mean, I've always done service work in the service sector, but never uh, under a professional services company. Um, this is actually my first experience with gurus uh, as a professional service employee.
0: Same here, and I think we have both learned quite a bit. We have,
1: especially researching this episode. Yes. So <laughs> much, so much about the service sector. But anyway, we're here to bring that knowledge to you.
0: Exactly. And in this specific series, we'll be briefly touching the history of the professional services sector. We'll talk professional services in the modern world. And we're going to finish off the month speaking to someone from Mavenlink, the industry cloud for professional services. We'll be asking them their thoughts of the future of professional services. And they'll tell us all about the solution for the ever-expanding industry. Wow. To be honest, it's going to be quite a month. Looking and fortunate you're not going to want to miss
2: it welcome to gurus cloud connect your one-stop tech talk where we discover the best business tools with the experts behind them filmed on set with our gurus in montreal guru solutions is north america's largest oracle netsuite erp service provider visit their website at gurusolutions.com with your hosts victoria sapsford and aiden withall
0: so this specific episode, which is our first on our new format, we'll be taking a quick look into the history of pro services, also known as professional services. Or Prop services. So we can help you answer. So we're going to actually talk about where it originated from, when and why it started to grow in popularity, and what challenges the industry eventually faced and faces today, and how advancements in technology allowed the industry to flourish. Now, let's get into it. So
1: today we can call pretty much anyone a professional something right um my nephew called me one time and he didn't call me one time uh but he called me he <laughs> pro- only called he, you once <laughs> he only called me one time i should call him i mean he's five uh but he one time called me a professional cool guy and i thought that was pretty cool so cool in fact i put that on my resume and that's how i might have gotten this job just by being a professional cool it. guy. but <laughs> but obviously it's completely different, and, and completely different from what we understand with the professional services industry. And that's a really important question. What are professional services? And where did the industry originate? I think you have a better question as well. Well, the services sector is rather large and diverse, and it's made up of multiple industries, uh, such as creative agencies, IT services, management consultancies, architecture and consulting firms. You, you name it, it's probably in there. The services sector or the tertiary sector of economy is the third of three economic sectors that define the global economy and is a direct result of the massive shift in industry brought on during the industrial revolution (laughs) nevertheless to save on time and not to take up memories of your eighth grade history class we'll just say i won't (laughs) we'll just say that the industrial revolution was a time of massive transition to new manufacturing processes in developed countries this led to a boom in what we know as the secondary sector of economy advancements in mass production the creation of assembly lines and advanced machinery pushed manufacturing to exponential heights uh, right before the first world war with little to no major change after that due to the great depression and the second world war so it wasn't until after world war ii uh with the golden age of capitalism that countries saw a period of worldwide economic expansion that ended with the 1973 to 1975 recession. It was during this time that the world economy shifted from the secondary sector to the tertiary from manufacturing to services.
0: Wow. That was quite the mouthful. And that being said, I'm sure one of the big questions you're all probably asking right now is why? Well, simply put, Automation had increased to the point where the system's efficiency was only really being affected by the lack or inability to maintain the machines that were already built. As certain jobs became obsolete, automation led to the creation of new jobs that called for different skills. The service functions of distribution, management, finance, and sales became way more important. And combined with the growing rate of expansion in technology and eventually computers, the world saw a massive surge in interest in the service sector. In the early 21st century, service industries accounted for more than three-fifths of the global GDP and employed more than one-third of the labor force worldwide. Nevertheless, this shift had gone mainly unnoticed in certain parts of the world. In the United States the sector itself was virtually unaccounted for as parts of the US economy was fairly considered in the government workplace. This despite the fact that overall it was growing at twice the rate of the rest of the economy and slowly but surely with the government itself. It wasn't until 1972 with the foundation of the National Council of Professional Services that the United States recognized the emergence of growing vitality of the professional services sector.
1: You did it. History class is over. We are finally advancing onto the modern day. Take it. I know. Major parts of the world have made the transition from manufacturing to services, and the service sector is booming. Everything's easy, right? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, not so much. Every industry has its challenges and the professional services industry is no different. Mm -hmm. The services sector is a really interesting space and a lot of service providers started experiencing difficulties that manufacturing providers and manufacturers rarely faced. And that was the understanding and the idea of value. Mm -hmm. How does one attribute a value to a service? It's very difficult for a customer to understand and appreciate the value of what they're getting from a professional services. Industry, professional service firm, and even more to the point, how do you attribute a value to the service that one provides? I know that when I was younger, I used to charge five dollars an hour to babysit children, which I wow. think looking back on that now was so little. How do you, when you're twelve, you know, how do you, how do you charge to babysit a child for an hour? You know, it's all these ideas and things that professionals have to think of.
0: It's well,
1: if true. Not real professionals, I mean, I would say, yeah.
0: and I don't want to brag but I actually got up to $8 an hour when babysitting, so. um,
1: All right. You just got to
0: know your worth, and you got to fight for it.
1: That's true. When you're 12. Know your worth. You heard it here first. Guru's Cloud Connect. Know your worth. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Feel free to (laughs) Know your worth.
1: Know your worth. You heard it here first.
0: (laughs) So, that being said, service companies are obviously people-based, and the quality of the service depends... Is, depends on the quality of the individual producing the service. Therefore, the cost of doing business shifted from the cost of goods to the cost of the right people because more skill meant higher pay. Right? Right? I mean, did it? You think. And because of this, service providers often face an unrelenting pattern of increasing costs. Whereas within manufacturing, innovation, which is typically around the, the innovation of technology, actually lowered the cost of.
1: Hmm. This change brought with it another challenge that PS companies started to face, and that was product differentiation. How could you stand out from your competitor? Um, only the larger firms could charge a premium for their services, or charging a premium for services was really only an option for larger firms, but a necessity for any firm that's trying to start out. So. How could any professional service companies stand out and differentiate themselves from their competitors?
0: And I'm assuming, well, sorry, I shouldn't assume. And at this point, you might be thinking to yourselves, Victoria, Aiden, it sounds like you're saying that PS companies struggled with competition. Well, you'd be right. With competition comes the need to innovate. And although innovating is never easy, at least within the manufacturing sector, innovations led to the advance- advancements that helped these companies save significant time and money in the long run. Competition, competition in the service sector, on the other hand, also, rep- also presents PS companies with the need to innovate. But for them, that task is slightly more challenging. And once again, we're gonna tell you why. It's
1: because innovation inherently opposes a professional service company's nature and business model. So let's break that down, because that's a pretty big, heavy statement. Seeing as a professional service company's main goal and target is to reach billable hours and reach a target of billable hours, it's not surprising that the idea of innovating, taking away those resources and applying them to trying to come up with new products and trying to come up with new innovative, attractions that customers want to seek you out for would be inherently resisted and it would be something that the fee earners of a company would even want to resist because they might be dinged or penalized for not reaching their targeted billable hours and billable goals either. So it creates a very difficult environment for professional service companies to grow because. How can you grow if you don't have the right money and the right enough money to to write the right targets and you know put into new advancements but then it creates the problem of well then we can't really stand out so difficult place to be in so it's important to understand that a lot of professional service companies they encourage the stability over innovation and that's why a lot of the internal changes that have happened in these companies have been uh, have been a result of direct client pressure and cl- client demands as well as advancements in technology which we will be talking about in the next episode as well too Very
0: true.
1: and external forces and external regulatory changes as well too uh, which means uh, laws and regulations that were passed um, and that was what created a lot of the changes within the professional services industry and the innovation uh, rather than the internal changes coming well the changes coming from within essentially. Okay. But what do those innovations look like?
0: Well, we're going to be answering that just after this message from Gurus.
2: Interested in ERP? Looking at NetSuite but not sure where to start? Whether you're looking at implementations, customizations, integrations or rescues, Guru Solutions has been the partner of choice for NetSuite and Boomi implementation across North America for over 15 years. Whatever your industry or the size of your business, Guru's team of experts will leverage their experience to develop a solution that fits your needs. Find your solution at gurusolutions.com. Guru Solutions, your Oracle NetSuite ERP, Dell Boomi, and Maven Link partner.
0: Well, and we're back! So thanks for sticking with us. As we mentioned previously, competition within the industry push professional service companies to innovate which became a huge challenge because innovation opposed the business model and nature and history of the industry.
1: A study published by Codex Associates in 2013 found that the top five challenges professional services firms face regarding innovation were motivation for employees to innovate, no or poor innovation processes, hostile culture to innovation, insufficient budget and resources, poor client understanding
0: interesting so i guess the big question again sorry we keep asking ourselves a lot of questions here how do you motivate your employees to be more innovative there are a few ways that you can so for example you can restructure their bonuses to allow more flexibility around innovative projects you can bring in external sources to help educate your team on innovation processes can also help reduce the hostile culture and you can also bringing clients early into the development and education of a new product or service is an effective way of increasing the chance that the new offering will be will bring value to the clients. And it's worth noting here that many new ideas come from clients or from an insight gained into a client's business. This is why deep understanding of education on clients businesses is key to effective product and service innovation. Very
1: okay, cool. But a lot of these boil down to the same issue, and that is finances. How can a business manage their finances while employing better tactics to build with innovation, as well as keeping their employees uh, interested in pr- like producing more innovative projects as well too? How can you grow your client base? All of this boils down to uh, finances and balancing your budget. And how do you do that? Well with modern advancements in technology of course course. the introduction of resource management tools such as netsuite and mavenlink have made it extremely easy for companies and businesses to manage their budgets so that they can have proper resources allocated for new innovations new innovations and new projects and new products as well too so that they can expand their client base now and today, the professional services industry represents $3.5 trillion in GDP wow. in developed countries, which is about 4% of all economic productivity.
0: But with the explosion of technology and an accelerated need for digital transformation emphasized by the global pandemic, today's environment requires systems that are much more robust and that focus on the core of what made the professional, industry, professional services industry unique and valued in the first place the people Mm -hmm. focusing on your roots and learning to efficiently manage the people that make up your team is the key in succeeding in today's market
1: join us for our next episode where we'll talk to a representative from mavenlink and we'll talk to them about um what solutions Maven Link bring for professional services companies we'll also discuss how covid has impacted the industry and what changes we can expect moving forward, and also we'll talk to them about what they think the future holds for professional services industries. So thank you so much for watching. We hope you liked it. If you like the content, don't forget to subscribe and hit that like button. Uh, All of the links to the information that we've had is in the description box below that like button. So feel free to check that out. And again, thank you.
0: Thank you guys. See you next time.
1: See you next time.